I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Now you first. Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. The internet, social media, dating and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast, I Met My Murderer Online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case. The investigators. They discovered a victim inside the house. Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves. You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people? If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are a lot of cases when it comes to the predators I've caught where the predator will chat sometimes for days with a decoy posing as a teenage boy or girl, get into very graphic details, cross the line. In most states, commit a crime by trying to solicit this child for sex or someone they thought was a child for sex. And you think, this guy is going to show up and I'm going to have a lot to talk to him about. I'm really going to want to know what he was thinking. What made him want to travel sometimes hours to meet a child for sex. But then the predator never shows up. And this happens fairly frequently. And... It just happened a few weeks ago in a recent investigation. A guy was chatting with a decoy, and it really sounded like this guy wanted to come over. He wanted to have sex with this child, with this girl. And then he started to change the story. I'm working late. How about tomorrow? And that happens from time to time where, where the guy still shows up. 
But this particular guy wanted to bring two friends or three friends, and it started to make the whole team nervous, not just my team, but law enforcement. Suddenly, if in fact this guy brought three friends with him, what's the real motivation? How difficult is this situation going to be to manage? Does the sheriff's department take them down first before I get a chance to talk to them. We try to keep this environment, obviously, as safe as we can. And in that case, uh, I'm referring to just recently, they didn't show up. The guy didn't show up. And that happens. And I think sometimes they're just getting excited with the chat. They find a thrill thinking they're communicating with this underage boy or girl for sex. And that's enough to get them off and they don't show up. Sometimes they get spooked. Sometimes things just happen logistically and we lose contact. We've had cases where a law enforcement helicopter on an unrelated investigation has been flying over the sting house and it spooked people away. We've had guys get into car accidents before they could get to the sting house. It happens. And we thought that is exactly what was going on in the case of a predator I caught named Josh Tuttle back in our investigation in Dark County, Ohio, Greenville, Ohio, not too far from Dayton, within an hour. And if you recall the investigation in Greenville, Ohio, small town, We had a beautiful home, which we got from a contractor, sort of in a rural farm area, but but nicely constructed. There was a big driveway and a rear entrance, a walkout into a finished basement. There was a bar, all kinds of activities could take place there. Josh said he was 21 at the time. He might have just been 20, about to turn 21. And he had been chatting uh, for several hours with a decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl, Jesse's Messy 13. Josh went by the screen name of Goodbody 1330. Not sure what the 1330 was, but I think the Goodbody referred to his physique, or at least he was advertising online to the various women with whom he chatted, girls in this case, that he was fit. Now, we lost Josh for a couple hours. He came across initially as a fast mover. His chat wasn't that long. It was graphic, all right. He made no secret of the fact he wanted to have sex with this 13-year-old. He talked about how he could get in trouble, go to jail if he got caught. He talked about bringing alcohol. He talked about hugging and kissing first. And that if it was okay with the girl, they could work their way into sex. Hours went by. And we'll get into the online conversation between Josh and the decoy from Perverted Justice in just a moment. But hours went by between the last online contact and a phone call between a perverted justice decoy and Josh that 
got us thinking, okay, this guy's actually going to show up. But we had pretty much written him off. And the reason will shock you. It wasn't because Josh got lost trying to find the Stinghouse in Greenville, Ohio. It wasn't because Josh got into a car accident or Josh ran out of gas. It was because Josh, according to his own interview with me and with police, the Dark County Sheriff's Department, said that on the way he had second thoughts and we'll hear from Josh shortly. He had second thoughts about raping a 13-year-old girl. And so what did he do? Josh went to his pastor. His pastor, he said. And he met with his pastor and told him about his potential plan for meeting a 13-year-old girl for sex. Jesse Messy, 13. And according to his own account, Josh says the pastor told him it was a bad idea. He shouldn't do it. Well, what do you think the pastor's going to say? Of course, it's a bad idea. It's illegal. It's the sexual assault of a child. Now, at this point, you would think, all right, Josh has developed a conscience about this. Josh has figured out what he's about to do is wrong. It could impact a child's life forever. He saw his pastor, he saw the light, and then he would not show up. But that's not what Josh decided to do. Josh did show up with a condom in his pocket. And he didn't look that nervous. Oh yeah, he was wearing a cross around his neck. But he didn't look that nervous when he walked in and initially had a conversation with Del Harvey from Perverted Justice, who was posing as the 13-year-old girl. Didn't see her, but they had an off-camera discussion. Josh met Jesse's Messy 13 in a local chat room. Again, it wasn't the longest conversation by far that I've ever seen. Hi, how was your evening, he says. Hi, okay, and you? Same, just trying to pass time. What are you up to, he asks. Just chatting. She asks his ASL. 21, male, Franklin. You? 13, female, Ohio. That's cool. What part? Mm, It's not really cool, Josh. Greenville, she says. You know where it is? Yup. You have any pictures he wants to know? On my profile. Oh, which one? White shirt or pink? Um, it's orange. Sorry, the lights are turned off in my room. Hard to tell. Oh, good. So now you've got a picture of a young adult male in his dark room, cruising chat rooms, looking for young teens with whom he can have sex. You're beautiful, hon. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Would you like my pics? Yeah. Sends a link. He does. Cool, K-E-W-L. You're cute, K-E-W-T. Thank you, hon. He uses the hon word a lot. So anything you'd like to know about me, he asks? You got a girlfriend, she says? No. Why? Do you have a boyfriend? No, I did, though. 
what happened. Okay, the door has been cracked open now and he's going to find out what happened, how old was the boyfriend, what did they do sexually. He went with my friend, so they both suck. Oh, sorry, that's happened to me twice. I know how it feels. So now he's going to play the card that he's been cheated on and that he can empathize with his child because her boyfriend cheated on her. How old was he? 19, says the decoy. Would you ever date a 21-year-old? He? He? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, I'd love to take you out sometime if you want. Maybe even make your friend jealous. He, he. Of course, you need to get to know me better first. Here starts the grooming. How so? How so to what? Ha ha. Of course, you need to get to know me better first, she says. You said that. What do you mean? Talk to me before I ask you out so you'll know if you will like me or not. Yeah. What else would you like to know? What do you look for in a boyfriend? That he's nice to me and don't hook up with my friends? Well, I can do that very easily. It's not a very high hurdle. Hook up with my friends? No, don't hook up with your friends. I want you, not them. Now, this conversation's only been going on for 20 minutes or so, and he's already committed. He's asked if She's okay dating a 21-year-old at the age of 13. Asks about her previous relationships, such as they are at the tender age of 13. And he's going to now talk about liquor. He tells her what he wants from a girlfriend. Besides the fact that she's 13, cute, short, fun to be around, loves to cuddle and hiss is a big tease, won't cheat on me, will never lie to me. Again, there's a reference to his age and being so much older. No, it's cool, says the decoy. You can buy Mike's, meaning Mike's Hard Lemonade. Ha ha, is that your favorite? Yeah, how about you? I'll drink any kind, but really I like spiced rum, he says. I never had it before, she says. It's hard liquor, he explains, but it's spiced so you can drink it straight and it doesn't taste as bad as the others. Mmm, sounds like it's good. It will grow on you. I have two bottles if you want me to bring them whenever we hang out. Two bottles? Wow. Two bottles of spiced rum for a 13-year-old girl. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. So you like me, he says. So far you seem way nice, thank you. Once you talk to me a little more, you'll know that I'll never hurt you. That's sweet, she says. So what do you do for fun? Everything. Exercise, football, golf, basketball, tennis, play video games, drink, board games, or fun, hee hee. I'm easily entertained, he says. I could have fun poking something with a stick, hee hee. What do you do for fun? Hang out with my friends, shop, party, watch movies, she says. They go on like this for a little bit. But it doesn't take long for him to get more specific about his intentions. You're shy at first, aren't you? He says, sort of. Well, I will get you past that really quickly. How do you do that? She asks. Easy. As soon as you open the door, if you're alone, I will pick you up and give you a big hug and kiss you. Then tell you how happy I am to see you and how beautiful you look. Well, 
that might have been his plan, but as Josh would soon find out, Jesse's messy 13 would not be alone. That don't make me shy, lol. Good, I don't want you to be shy. No, I done stuff. Like what? Made out and stuff. What is the most you've done, he wants to know. Like what? With a guy. How far have you gone? Touching and stuff, she says. Hee hee, what stuff? Don't be shy. You know, you lost your virginity already? Almost, she says. We was gonna, but my mom was coming home. LOL, so everything but. Oh, well, me and you can do whatever you want then. I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to. No, I know you wouldn't. I just didn't want you thinking I was dumb or nothing, she says. I don't mind. My friend lost hers at age 12, meaning virginity. I don't think any less of anyone. It's their decision, not mine. I just don't want you thinking I'm a baby. He talks about bringing the liquor. We can get drunk if you want to. This is the method predators use when they groom. They lay it off on the child. We'll have sex, but only if you want to. I'll take my time. We can just kiss and cuddle and maybe more. Only if you want to. You don't have to drink unless you want to. I don't want to puke or nothing, she says. That's what I thought. I'll bring some soda to mix it. What a pal. So then you won't get too drunk. Oh, because that would be wrong. It's okay to rape a child, but you don't want to get her too drunk. There's more talk about her living situation. Her dad is older. Her mom's going to be gone. There's more talk about mundane things, the kind of cars they like. He gives her his phone number. And there will be a call. We'll talk about that shortly. He says he works in Cincinnati, lifts heavy boxes and stuff. It's a job he still has today, we think. You're the sexiest girl I've seen. I would love to teach you whatever you want to know. Be your first. But if you just want to go slow, we will take it slow. I don't want to get pregnant, she says. That is what a condom is for. Silly. He he. I don't got any. I do. Cool, because I don't drive and I'd die if I had to buy him, lol. She reiterates he's going to bring the liquor. If you want to try sex, we can. If you just want to touch and kiss, we can. Or if you just want to cuddle and watch a movie, I'm happy as long as I'm with you. You show me? She says. What do you want? It was up to me everything. You're the sexiest girl I've seen. I'd love to teach you whatever you want to know. But if you just want to go slow, we'll take it slow. Once again, just to make sure that everything is clear, the decoy asks, so you bringing me anything? He he, what do you want? I already told you, alcohol and condoms, he says he's bringing. Yes, I'll bring them. Of course, I wouldn't forget. He also says that if anyone found out about this, he'd be in big trouble. As in, he could go to jail. Well, he predicted the future okay. So in the course of all this, as I mentioned earlier, Josh Tuttle disappears. He goes off the radar. And this is presumably when he's stopping to talk to his pastor, which didn't do him any good. And there's a phone call. 
Take a listen. Hello? Hey, it's Josh Smith. Again? Hey, what are you doing? Hey. Who is this? Jesse. Jesse, hey. What are you doing? I'm driving. What are you doing? Oh, just waiting for you to come. <laughs> I'm on my way. Okay. I just want to make sure. Josh says he's actually on his way. I just want to make sure. Uh, of course. Cool. I'm not going to stand you up. That's nice. <laughs> I'm not going to stand you up, he says. So, what do you want to do? Like, watch TV and stuff? Huh? You want to watch TV and stuff? <laughs> sure. I'll figure that one when I get there. Okay. And what are you doing now? Uh, I'm talking to you. Hmm? I'm talking to you. Is that all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's that I hear in the background? Music. What is it? <laughs> it's Phantom of the Opera. Oh, you like Phantom of the Opera? Yes. Yes. Josh is listening to Phantom of the Opera as he has this conversation. All right, we'll see you when you get your okay? Okay, hon. Okay, bye. Uh, call me if you need me. What? I said, call me if you need me. Okay. Bye, hon. I guess I will see you when you get here. I will. I'm excited to see you. You are? Uh-huh. You better show me how excited you are when I come there. You better show me how excited you are when I come there. I'm guessing the pastoral time he spent getting counseling for doing something he knew was wrong just didn't work out that well. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. He sounds pretty committed. And in fact, just moments later, he pulls into our driveway and walks into the Sting House. Now again, Del Harvey from Perverted Justice is around the corner. He walks in. I'm waiting, my crew is waiting, and the Dark County Sheriff's Office is waiting as well. Just sit at the bar for a second. Okay, I'll be right back down. He walks in wearing jeans and a t-shirt. He doesn't look very nervous. Del says, just have a seat at the bar. She'll be out in a minute. He closes the door and walks towards the bar. Did you bring the rum? No. I'll explain when you get down. Okay. But Josh didn't bring the rum. He'll explain that in a second here. Well, why don't you explain it to me instead? I didn't wait very long because... It just felt that it was time to talk to Josh now. So I walk out and I ask him to explain everything to me. What's his excuse? I'll let him explain it, but he says low self-esteem. I have low self-esteem and I have no one else to turn to but God. 
So I went and I talked to my pastor. And what did this pastor tell you? It's wrong to do and that you should have more faith in yourself. But you're here, Josh. To make new friends. That's right. To make friends. It just doesn't add up, Josh. He claims he would have just watched movies and hung out. To make new friends with a 13-year-old girl home alone. He says he only came here to watch movies and hang out, but his chat and something else tell a different story. Did you bring condoms with you? No, sir. There's no condoms in your pocket? I have one, but that's just... Okay, so that's one lot. I carry that with me all the time. So he didn't bring condoms to have sex with the girl, but he always carries one condom at all times. Josh. She said you didn't bring any, and you did. So that's a lie. Yes, sir. I corrected myself. I'm sorry. When I call him out, he seems to think it's okay because he corrected himself. Well, he didn't correct himself until I forced him just about to take the condom he did bring out of his pocket. Josh leaves and is arrested by the Dark County Sheriff's Office. Ultimately, He is found guilty of charges associated with the sting. And he gets a year in jail. He's got to serve 30 days, actually. The rest is suspended. And then he's got to be on the registered sex offenders list in Ohio for 10 years. As far as we can tell, he has never offended again. He's had no serious contacts with law enforcement. It appears that he continues to live at the same address he lived at back when he was arrested. He works for a department store as a package handler. We don't know if his low self-esteem has improved. But hopefully this experience not only brought him closer to his pastor, but closer to living a life where you don't try to reach out to kids online. I wanted to talk to Josh and actually reached out to him. And and he picked up the phone. Take a listen. Hey, Josh. Yeah. It's Chris Hansen. How are you? I'm fine. Hey, I wanted to talk to you if you had a minute, just to see what you've been up to since we first met several years ago in Greenville, Ohio, during our predator investigation. No, thanks. I'd just like to know how you... are getting rich off of stuff. I'm sorry? And that was that. You're getting rich off this stuff. Well... Josh, that's not true. We all get paid for our jobs, I suppose. But what I really get out of this is the fact that I know it creates awareness and a dialogue between parents, adults, and children to better protect them from people like Josh, who in the past have gone online, had a sexually charged conversation 
with the child and then travel to have sex with them. What I get out of this is hopefully Josh doesn't offend again. What we all get out of this is some sort of understanding as to why these guys do it and what happens to them after they get caught. What would be better than Josh hanging up on me would to have him take me through how he ended up in this situation and have an honest conversation about his journey afterwards. That's what I'd like. So Josh, if you hear this, I'm open to continuing the conversation. And I mean that sincerely. We will soon have an announcement about one of the predators I've caught who is going to talk to me in great detail. And we'll have that here on the podcast as well as on my streaming crime network, True Blue. More of our story in a moment. And as always, I like to hear from you. And this week's question comes from Maximilian, a.k.a. Million, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, Chris. This is Maximilian, a.k.a. Million, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you for your podcast. I have probably binge-listened to every episode quite a few times, so please keep them coming. My favorite predator over the years has been Jeff Sokol. With all the memes and culture that has been built around his episode, Planet Pizza received a lot of attention. And from what I understand, a lot of people were leaving five-star reviews on different platforms, but with comments based on Sokol's episode and TCAP in general. There were also people going there and ordering the Sokol special, which is the small pizza, which is almost as big as the big one, in case you didn't know that, and orange juice. By all accounts, Pizza Planet was pretty upset at this, and they definitely weren't playing into it. Based on the popularity of the show and TCAP in general, I would think that companies like this or Mike's Hard Lemonade would have been more open. Any promotion is good promotion, as they say. But that doesn't seem to be the case. So my question is, what do you think of people doing stuff like that? Has this helped or hurt Planet Pizza? And have you had any contact with Planet Pizza and or ever considered possibly doing like a fan meetup there to bring some extra business for their trouble over the years? I know you said on the an episode that you can consume the food or drinks that the predators bring because it's evidence. But in all seriousness, how hard was it to resist that pizza when he offered? It looked amazing. I get hungry every time I watch the video and most fans do too. So just curious what you thought about all that. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Love from Las Vegas. Maximilian, that's an excellent question. Planet Pizza is very good pizza, by the way. And the reason it even entered into the investigation in Fairfield, Connecticut, was that we needed a place for Jeff Sokol to stop on his way from Boston. Remember, he drove three-plus hours from Boston to Fairfield to meet someone he thought was a 13-year-old girl. My eldest son was one of the cameramen on this particular shoot, and he had gone to high school nearby in Fairfield, Connecticut. And I spontaneously asked him what a good meetup spot would be. And both my boys were big fans of Planet Pizza. We had it at the house many times over the years. And they used to go from their high school to Planet Pizza and, and have lunch. So 
spontaneously, he said, what about Planet Pizza? There's one nearby. And it was a great opportunity for the decoy to say, please bring me a pizza. It was great because the Fairfield Police Department could set up surveillance there. And then we would all know with some precision when Jeff Sokol would arrive. So he walks in with this big box of pizza. And nervously, he's chowing on it throughout the entire interview. Now, it is good pizza. I can vouch for that. But it didn't seem that appealing to me, Maximilian, at the time, because Sokol was so smarmy and unctuous and outrageous, and he was just creepy. So while it is good pizza, it wasn't that appealing to me in the moment. But he kept chowing on it, didn't he? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. You want a slice? I'm good. Thank you very much. In terms of product endorsements, I can see where it would be a tough sell for products to want to have placement in the actual predator investigations. I think they're fine with it here on this podcast. I think they're fine for it in other areas where I do stories, including the predator stories. But in terms of product placement, you may not see it as, you know, great to be the pizza of predators I've caught, at least for the predators. They're welcome to advertise on the podcast, though. And maybe I should reach out. Mike's Hard Lemonade? Well, we heard from their lawyers at one point asking us not to promote predators bringing it. And it really didn't matter what it was. It was a, you know, sweet alcoholic beverage that was popular amongst young people. That's all. There were a lot of different beverages discussed. And we still have decoys ask for beverages because it shows intent. And quite honestly, it gives the potential predator a chance to stop and do something and maybe give him a chance to not offend, to not show up, to think about the choices. But Mostly, they show up. Thank you, Maximilian. You can find me all over social media. Official Chris Hansen on Instagram, at Chris Hansen on Twitter. Have a seat with Chris Hansen on Instagram. And always right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. Don't forget to check out True Blue. New Predator episodes, Takedown with Chris Hansen, coming out every week. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch TrueBlue.com for details. A lot of new documentaries in the works. Some coming out in the next week or so. Compelling crime stories. As always, I'll be watching and listening. A Media Production.